terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Friday, November 30th, 2012. This is episode 131 of The Hot Box. Yes, The Hot Box. Remember The Hot Box? It's been a month, two days ago, today, since the last episode uh, before the vote, the great vote of 2012. Uh, I'm Matt Lee, of course. Uh, we don't have Ian Baker because he's still in Belize. Belize it or not. Uh, so, in order to continue this... Uh, forward progress discussing the cannabis issues that affect us. Lots of interesting things going on. Uh, we have this chick, Kelsey. What's that up? Would be me. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. Awesome. Pretty good. Glad to have you. <laughs> happy to be here. Good. <laughs> if you would have not been happy to be here, this would be a totally different show. It's so true. I'm glad you're happy to be here. Uh, you used to have a card back in the day. Yes. When did you get your card? Did you get it like in 04 when the law first first happened? Uh, no, I actually, I had no idea when I first moved to Montana that that was something that you could do. So I hadn't gotten my card until about four years ago. Ah, did you have your card where you lived previously? No. Oh, okay, so nope. you just came here and you're like, did you move to Montana because you could get your card easily because any jack-off could apparently get their no, card? No, no, that was not my reason. No, okay. <laughs> did you get your card through the MCN circus? Yes. Nice. Yes, I did. I stood in line for, what was it, did four or five your, hours? Did one yeah. of your friends come up to you and be like, dude, they're giving out cards to anybody? Pretty much. Awesome. Yep, one well, of those type uh, of situations. But I do have a legitimate reasonings. Hey, so we all do. It's okay. We all me, do. But yes. I mean, <laughs> none of us recreationally smoke. We all have too legit to oh, quit. Yes. <laughs> Medical issues, preventative or otherwise. It's fine. Uh, so, okay, we had last we spoke, when last we saw our heroes, there was uh, a vote happening. Heidi mentioned uh, the, what was it, IR-124 that everyone was supposed to vote no on? How did that go? <laughs> How did that go? I wonder what the what was the final tally? It was kind of close. It was like 59-41, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But what happened? Pretty disappointing. Did did <laughs> was it was it that obviously it didn't Montana just got butt raped. I mean, I'm, I'm going to just be frank with you all and just tell you what happened. Montana got butt raped in the butt. Just no, no bueno. Terrible. Terrible. Did, did, did people go out to vote but got confused because we're all dummy-dums, apparently, or did not enough people go out and vote because they figured there's no way that this is... You guys don't need me today. I'm just... I'm phoning it in. I'm sure it's both. You think a little I, both was, contributed to that? It's funny because I heard some misunderstandings about people being confused at the way it was worded, apparently. But I didn't understand that at all because you go in there and it's written it was, out for you. Okay, I'll, there's a yes is, and listen, there's a no. And people, next to each of those, it explains God, what no, you're okay, doing. But in those explanations, they use lots of double negatives. People, people get your and your, their, their, and their. I mean, people... Right. 
we're dummy dumbs, okay? And grammar, not our strong suit, unless, you know, that's your thing, which <laughs> most people is not, obviously. Um, they do that on purpose, which is why beforehand, everybody on, like, face everywhere I saw, maybe it's just that filter bubble that I'm in, uh, but everybody I saw online was like, remember, no, <laughs> that, like, we drilled it into people's heads. Did we, did we fail? Did we not, did we not reiterate what you were supposed to do that fateful Tuesday? Yeah, well, it makes you wonder how it compares to in the voting in 2004, what changed between now and then. What right, the- it kind of makes it feel like... I mean, it's stupid, but remember their big thing was you didn't know what you were voting for. And this kind of shows them that uh, maybe either some of you didn't or some of you just didn't go vote, period, that time. But you did the first time. But you're like, fuck it. So... And then there's, there's like, this article in the Missouli. It's like, Montana voters approve all five ballot measures. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Some of those were not good. You should have been not approving those. Stupid. The only good one was the the uh, state policy that corporations are not people entitled to constitutional rights. That's that was that was a good. So. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, come on. And now, are there? There's obviously going to be much less providers. Far few. There, there's just nobody's gonna even give a nobody's shit anymore. Yeah. You're gonna lose out on all of this money that you possibly could have gotten from any type of. I I thought that what I proposed was you should just legalize it and then the recreational for every bag sold you tack on two dollars or a dollar or whatever just a little like here's a buck extra for my bag of herb and all of that money can go to finance and subsidize the medical like the real legit medical not like you and me or not like me maybe you but uh it it could completely like subsidize each other and i don't know it could nobody listens to me obviously (laughs) so uh, are there less people smoking weed now? No, no, That's not no. Changing. Where <laughs> you're missing the the whole the whole thing. Maybe here. like one or two people were like, "Well, you know," <laughs> but uh, I, I guess we do, <laughs> I guess we can't smoke weed like Randy in that South Park where he goes and nukes his balls so that he has a legit <laughs> reason to get the like. Right. I guess we either have to go nuke our balls or <laughs> be criminals. Nuke your balls or be a criminal. It's you you pick. Asking for a black market. I mean. <laughs> it is. It's completely recreating a black market, and that's fine. I mean, some of us, some people thrive in that mentality, and that's that's fine. But that doesn't benefit the community, right? That that just benefits you know Joe Buttfuck Pothead that's selling weed to everybody. That's all it benefits, and then the guy he's getting it from, right. and the guy he's getting it from. Which eventually is probably in Canada somewhere now, again, because that's where it all used to come. Oh, well. So, but then, so, okay, Montana just completely, what have we learned so far? Montana completely effed in the A butt raped, right? Okay. Oregon and Washington? Eh, not, not so much. On the other side, uh, passing some, some good... I don't, I don't say good legislation because it's not federal. And we saw... I don't know. I guess it's been a while since we've done a show. But so 
Oregon, Washington passes these things saying, okay, anyone can have like an ounce of weed, no problem, but you still can't grow it unless you have certain things, something like that. But, and then the, the, the feds like write this news release or press release or something that's like, yeah, we're probably going to sue and try to block this and stop it. And if that fails, uh, we're still going to probably come in and just F everybody over. Yeah. So again, what maybe they should have seen what happened in Montana maybe and i mean they they have their own medical stuff and i'm sure people there got raided just like happened here mm-hmm. uh they should have attacked it federally which is what i thought we should have done here but i mean if nobody's going to go out and vote on this stuff like then it doesn't even matter and we'll just keep smoking and and everyone will just keep doing it the way they're doing it and you can push grandma uh, in her wheelchair to the back alley behind Safeway where she can buy her weed and her heroin and her meth or whatever she wants because <laughs> it's all lumped in the same thing, right? So how is this positive? How is this? Were you surprised? Yeah. Did you? Everyone was like, oh, it'll pass. No, I mean, it won't pass. It'll get repealed. I was we'll get rid surprised of it. in some ways, and then in other ways it's kind of made its way to that point. But I would like to mention on the Washington legalization, um, I do know just because a friend had mentioned this to me that – um, it's one of those things kind of like what they did with us where it's legal, but there's this huge thing to it where um, if you're driving and they test you, I guess, your blood, um, and there's a certain amount... Yes, give me a blood tested, test yeah. right here on the spot. Um, Are you and a nurse? And it shows up, then you get in big trouble, um, but... That's it's trying not, to determine. It's not based on science. They're testing um, because if you're a daily smoker, then it's going to show up. You know, a month later, if you were not smoking right. for a month, it would still be. But in it depends how they're amount. testing. If they're t- testing the metabolites, or if they're testing, if they're testing your blood, they're checking for THC per nanograms per right. blood. So. And that I mean, and everyone metabolizes it different. differently, and yeah. every different people like I could have a ton of it in my and still drive fine. I'm not impaired, so you're not proving impairment. Yeah, exactly. So if they're trying to you know look for people that are impaired on you know using this drug, then they should be testing for impairment, not testing for. But that, and know, that's the thing <laughs> though. If they system. smell it, they're going to pull you over, and that's going to start that whole thing going, regardless. Of if you were swerving or not. All they have to do is smell it, and right. that's instantly probable cause to right. like bust your shit open. And then, but you're not impaired. So, what's the law then? Is it, are you proving impairment or are you proving that it's in your system? Because those are two different things. Right. And I think that if the issue is being impaired while driving, right. that's what they Can should be testing people for. Can we smoke cigarettes while we drive? <laughs> like, uh, is it, it's not the fact that we're smoking. I saw a lady today putting on her face while she was driving. A big oh, old lovely. SUV. Like, it was dark and I saw the lights. I was like, is that her cell phone? And I was like, oh, no. It's a little mirror with a little lights and a little makeup thing. Just like, <laughs> just going through stoplights. Like, whatever. Lovely. Like, yeah. That's fine. Was she impaired? I would say yes. Yeah. If you tested her, though, I mean, there's no... So... Right. Maybe... I think the cops have been getting a free ride for a while and just be like, oh, I smell it. I smell it. I gotta... Like, do some real police work and see if they're actually impaired or not. Yeah. Like, don't just... I mean, that's such an easy cop-out, just being Yeah, like, is there a reason to pull yeah. that person Especially over, if or? you're a cop and you drive around with weed in your pocket, and then you smell it, and then you just, like, throw the bag in the car, and you're like, oh, there it is, busted. <laughs> you know that shit happens. Oh, yeah. Fuck the police. <laughs> not not the local police here, per se. Not the good ones. Here. The nice yeah. ones. But. Fuck the corrupt police, right? <laughs> just... Okay. 
Uh, so yeah. Where are we? You tell me. Okay, did you remember... I don't know, a while ago when we were doing those uh, symposiums and the big conferences in Helena and everything, there was this group that was making a documentary about it. We've mentioned this, the, the group before or whatever. They were making that Code of the West documentary. And there's an interesting article on Time? No, on thenation.com. Yes, about... like The headline is just, Why Should Medical Marijuana Providers Die in Prison? And it's the whole... The whole story of uh, the Code of the West and what went wrong. They're, they're basically interviewing the director, that chick, uh, Rebecca Cohen, whatever, uh, and talking to her about you know what she saw, what she witnessed, the people she met. And it's kind of interesting. It says uh, the director, if, if, you, if you haven't seen the film yet, uh, it says the director, Rebecca Richmond Cohen, takes viewers into the Montana State Capitol over the course of the 2011 legislative session. And that was when all of that shit was going down, right? When they wanted to repeal and this and that. And uh, it says, as activists, both sides uh, of the issue make their case. She introduces us to women like Lori Burnham, a grandmother with terminal cancer who prefers marijuana to pills with punishing side effects, and who occupies the film's moral center. But... Dun, dun, dun. The dramatic turning point occurs when federal agents raid a grow house operated by Montana Cannabis, one of the largest providers in the state and the business at the heart of the film. Uh, the DEA carried out the raid on March 14, 2011. At the very moment, state senators were voting against repealing the law. One of 26 conducted throughout the state, uh, the film shows how the raid reinvigorated the repeal effort and sparked backlash at the same time, spreading fear among growers and sellers and ultimately helping to dismantle the medical marijuana business in Montana. Which, hey, mission accomplished. Right? Completely dismantled. Completely just wrecked. It's like, you can have it, but you, you really can't. The, the Montana, nobody's gonna do that. The Montana <laughs> medical marijuana industry is in the corner, in the shower, like, crying. Just trying <laughs> to wash off the shame that you inflicted uh, up in it. And that's, it's terrible. It's terrible that that happened. Uh, so, and it says, uh, more tragic still talking about Richard Flora, the Vietnam vet. He wasn't in the film, but he was given a five day, five year sentence and he died in federal custody this past summer. We talked about that uh, last episode, the guy that died in, in the federal custody, uh, which is no good. Uh, it talks about the film's main character, affable pro-legalization lobbyist and former managing partner of Montana Cannabis, Tom Dobear, who was given, actually, a plaque for being such an awesome activist at one of those uh, conferences we were at, and then just gets completely arrested after. Like, well, uh, He played guilty and was given five years probation. Chris Lindsay, the lawyer uh, we're friends with, struck a deal as well. Their former partner, Chris Williams, refused to plead guilty to conduct that his own state did not consider criminal. Uh, basically martyring himself to life in prison, I guess. Uh, he says, when viewers first meet Williams, he's chatting cordially with state authorities touring his operation. He vows to show them around whenever they wish. Later, he acknowledges the contradiction. Quote, even now, the DEA could come kick our door in and arrest us all. Uh, the Federal Controlled Substances Act prohibited Williams from invoking the legality of the state law at the time of the raid, so the fact that he was in compliance with Montana law has no bearing on his fate. Which, and that we saw that in that Walmart case with, uh, oh, what the hell was his name? I forget. But uh, the, the guy that was fired from Walmart because of an accident, he had, like, brain cancer, 
and right. he was smoked, but he wasn't high at work, but he got fired because Walmart escalated to the federal level. And as soon as it got to the federal level, the feds were like, well, federally it's illegal. So and then that's it. So you can't win in federal court when this kind of stuff happens. Yeah. And I don't know if you're Chris Williams, you know that you have to know that. Are you just, I don't know. Do you just give yeah. yourself to the cause or do you expect that you're going to be like Mark Emery when you're done and just be the prince of pot here or something or what? It sounds like he, I mean, he's got to know. I mean, it sounds like he's just kind of, like you said, martyring himself. Like, I plead not guilty up until you escalate this to federal court, and then I'm going to Belize. (laughs) (laughs) Like, screw that. Maybe he has, you know, this escape plan, and he's just going to break out of prison. You're going to pull in the goodbye. (laughs) You're going to die in there like Richard Floor, dude. I don't want to be, like, I don't want to sugarcoat this. That's what's going to happen. You're gonna die in jail. I thanks. I guess. I is that necessary? I mean, do we need? Does it take another Richard Floor to happen before? And then the feds will be like, "Oh, our bad." No, oh, you, you. Oh, we're sorry. Right. Like, and then they're gonna be like, you know, it's fine. It's not controlled substance anymore. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm sure nothing like that's gonna happen. I just so knowing that, do you still martyr yourself for the cause? Or do you be like, you know what, I don't believe in that. You know what, the earth is flat, you're right, peace out. And yeah. Galileo doesn't get killed. I mean, he's... It's, Instead, he's you're got... like, no, it's round, and I'm crazy. <laughs> like, that sucks. In his situation, and, I, I mean, mean, he's got a young kid. That's what I'm know. saying, is that selfish, like, to your family, to martyr yourself for a, the I wonder planet? how they're feeling about that. I'd, I'd be interested, that, like, that. I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. I wonder, like, how thrilled she is. About that, would they be like, "Yay, go you"? But or, I wonder um, what. <laughs> I wonder if he could have got a deal like Dobert did and just get probation out of it, or because he was so. the partner. Like, does it? I don't know. That it seems like he could have maybe got off without any. I don't know. That that's crazy. Yeah. But he says that uh, he today, and this this came out just a little while ago uh, on the thirtieth earlier today. Uh, it says that today, Williams, who has a teenage son, faces a mandatory minimum sentence of more than 80 years in prison, which I don't... Will he get that? Are the feds going to be like, you want to be a martyr? Fine. What? 100 years. Right. Fuck it. I mean, it makes you wonder if that's what they're going to do is use in, as an example, or then, yeah. or if there's too many people that are saying, come on, you can you know rape people and get less time than this, if that's just... So you're saying everyone should just <laughs> go out and rape somebody and then be like... No, I mean, I don't think, I mean, if there's enough people that realize how kind of, I mean, a guy spending the rest of his life in prison for providing medical marijuana, it's a bit out there, uh, that amount of time. for something (laughs) that, like, two states over is, people have just voted on. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy spending his life in prison. It's just, it seems... It's kind of an odd double standard, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then, yeah, Richard Floor. So then today, uh, the lady, the the director, she wants to update a film, her film, to tell all these guys' stories in the update, you know, what's happened since. Uh, so they're going to do a Kickstarter campaign. You can search for Code of the West documentary on Kickstarter and find it if it's still going on. I'm sure it is. Uh, she said, when they finished taping, I had no idea that Chris would be facing a sentence of upwards of 80 years. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, 
So then the, the lady that wrote the article, she says, you have focused much of your recent attention to Chris Williams' case. I understand that part of the reason his sentence is so harsh is that it involves mandatory minimums for guns, legal guns. He was keeping on the property at, at Montana Cannabis, and that had there not been marijuana involved, he would have been charged with no crime, which is crazy. Yeah. If you weren't doing what your state said you could do, no crime. Yeah. But since you were doing what your state said you could do, even though federally you kind of knew that you shouldn't have been doing it, but the state said you could, and you expected your state to back you up on that because, you know, you pay your taxes like everybody else, did the state drop the ball? Or was the state, like, the state was trying to repeal shit anyway, so the state really didn't give a fuck either yeah. way, it seems. It's not like they can do a whole lot the state made, like, one job, and that person hated it because they got inundated <laughs> with mail. It's like, wow, that's not how you should have done this. Uh, prosecutors often use these threats of draconian mandatory minimums to force people to take pleas. You see almost none of those cases go to trial because rational people fear the charges against them. Chris was growing and selling medical marijuana. He had guns at the grow house. So, in terms of those facts, he's largely guilty of what he's accused of. Most people wouldn't want to test that in front of a jury. But Chris really wanted his day in court, and he wanted to expose the story of how unjust these prosecutorial tactics are. Uh, so, let me see. Oh, yeah, so then it goes on to, and this is kind of what I really want to talk about, is that, uh, about... Obama's policy. It says the film is very effective in portraying the irrational federal approach to medical marijuana and marijuana more broadly, uh, particularly in these dramatic scene where Montana cannabis is being raided and particularly knowing that these raids have been ramped up by the Obama administration. Uh, in Obama's first term, there were more federal raids on medical marijuana growers than there were during the entire eight years of Bush's presidency, which was odd. But then, I mean, if you think about it, like Bush was kind of, nuts and really <laughs> focused on bringing upon us the uh second coming of christ right by uniting israel and getting <laughs> I, I mean that shit was just nuts okay that i i don't know that that was crazy so he wasn't even like thinking about it. like he was probably smoking while he was doing yeah. that shit i mean he was he was out of control but Obama was like, I, I don't know. He had something to prove or something. I, I don't know. Well, it's being forced into the limelight, and I suppose you know they got to do something about it, and that's kind of what they've chose to do. So if we just would have continued living in the in the shadows, like, no, I don't think that's everything. The I mean, things would have gone on normally. Like you just watch your back and be careful and don't sell weed to cops. Like. Three main law. Don't sell weed to cops. Don't commit two crimes at once. Yeah. Don't commit a crime when you're committing a crime, like Ian used to like to say. And uh, I mentioned don't sell weed to cops. Like, that's. You either get busted because you got weed in the car and your tail lights out, like a dumb fuck, or you sold weed to a cop. Like, how else? I mean, how else are you getting busted, really? They're not, yeah. like, doing door checks every play. I mean, they're, they're not. Smell that? Open up. What you got in there? What? America. Uh, she says, I don't know what accounts for Obama's enforcement policy. It wouldn't surprise me if there's lots of different feelings within the administration. When the history about this gets written, it will be fascinating. I think there are lots of things we don't know right now. 
Uh, so there, there's just a ton of stuff in here. I'll put a link to it in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com if you want to check it out. Uh, they do talk about Sherry Brady, the lady from was she was she the safe community safe kids? Was she one of the commie mommies? I can't remember. The safe commie mommies. I think she was. Um, so it talks about like what happened here and can Oregon, Washington, Colorado, can these other states kind of learn from <laughs> Montana in the shower crying? Can, can you learn from this? And she says that it's because it got pushed out into the open too much. And that's what caused Sherry Brady to take notice. And that's what started her group and all of their funding. That's what started the repeal issue in the first place. So if it wouldn't have gotten, like, shoved in, as they want to say, like, shoved into people's faces like that, none of this may have even happened, and we would still be operating under the 04 original law, which now we are not. Right. So, I don't know, but how people want it out in the open because we thought that we were all fucking adults here (laughs) and that we could handle some profanity and some weed. Like, you guys all get drunk and Beat the shit out of your wives. I saw some... I don't even want to talk about it on the show, but I saw some fucking domestic dispute shit. You guys get <laughs> wasted, and you fucking beat on each other. Like, smoke a joint and talk about it. Yeah. Smoke a joint and do a podcast <laughs> and talk about it. And record it, and then listen to yourselves talk about it while you smoke another joint. Okay? <laughs> All better, right? Can't even remember what we're arguing about. Do you remember? Oh yeah, that comment you made about the. (laughs) I remember now. But so I don't know. It you need to get it out in the open. It needs to be talked about. Like when when we're when we're doing the show with Sandy and she was talking about people with kids. Like you can't scare them away from it. What you have to do is educate them on what it is. You know, it's a medicine or whatever. Right. But in the same vein, you can't shove it in everyone's face because there's uptight cunt faces like Sherry Brady out there (laughs) who will raise a stink. And then they go to their little religious bullshit congregation and then they are like, oh, rabble, rabble, doo 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 And then you have that mob mentality. You know what happened the last time we had a mob mentality? They killed Jesus. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Mobs. No bueno, okay? <laughs> Just keep that keep that in mind. And like in places like this says in, in Bozeman, Billings, you had medical marijuana dispensaries opening up kitty corner from schools. That pissed people off. <sighs> Why are you... If the kids want the weed, they're going to get it from their parents or at school. Like you don't need to... That just seems silly. Yeah. I mean, that was the only building available. Like, really? I yeah. find, I mean, if we're trying to do this that, legitimately. Okay. I'll give you that. That was <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. That was totally unnecessary. Our bad. Well, they're bad. We didn't do it. But I don't know. I mean, there's bars next to schools here. Do people give a shit about that? No. Well, even with, uh, with alcohol sales and stuff like that, there's still regulations about distances from schools and things. And I think if they just use the same rules for anything, then right. you know, that what's, would make the most sense to me. What's wrong with those rules? Like, it's... What's the problem? I don't... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand at all. So, I guess... I guess let's talk about this it, for 2014. Here's, are you guys ready for the next thing not to go out and vote on? Okay. Check this out. 
2014, activists in Montana, they filed a ballot initiative over this weekend that would legalize marijuana in the state if it is approved. 2014, guys, okay? You have two years to get ready to legalize weed in Montana. Would that blow your fucking mind if it went from medical to completely awesome medical to not so awesome medical to no medical and yeah. then to legal? Should be interesting. What's up? <laughs> Uh, ballot issue numero uno, as the Secretary of State's office labeled it. This is number one, okay? It would strike all criminal penalties for marijuana cultivation, distribution, and use, making such activities subject to reasonable limitations, regulation, and taxation. So, uh, sounds good, I guess guess still yeah, it depends, not depends on how they work that one i mean if they're gonna they do another it? washington you know way of making it legal but you're, you're yeah, kind of screwed either way but then. you can't grow it and we tax the shit out of it and the weed all sucks anyway yeah so whatever. we'll see what that means and also keep in mind not federal Right. Still just a state thing. Right. So we could be getting a letter. Really we could going be getting after our the big picture. <laughs> we'll get our cease and desist sue letter from the feds also if this passes. Yeah. But uh yeah. We don't care what you guys voted for. We're just gonna come in and take care of that yeah. for you. <laughs> well that's fine, because we never stop smoking anyway, so whatever. <laughs> uh if that if this sounds familiar, the story here says on Raw Story. The Raw Story says if that sounds familiar, it should, because earlier this year, an initiative with the exact same wording failed to qualify for the 2012 ballot after organizers came up about 30,000 signatures short on the petition drive. Ouch. We just don't like to do... If you could just sign it online, no problem. <laughs> like, I gotta go knock on people. People are assholes. I don't want to go talk to them, and I'm kind of stoned. And, uh, you know... There's got to be takes a, work, right? There's got to be a better way to do this, and that's the <laughs> thing. If it's easier to just keep getting weed the way we're all getting it, then who gives a shit? It would be nice to have that extra. Like, I'm not gonna worry about going to jail if you drive by and smell me smoking it. That right. would be cool, but there's always that sense of relief. I, I would trade that amount of risk for not having to go knock on random people's fucking right. doors. Yeah, and I'm sure sucks. there's that huge crowd out there that, right. you know, they're smoking, but at the same time, they don't really want things to change. They don't mind if it's illegal. They're, you know, they're okay with that the way yeah. it is. <laughs> I don't know. I Either way, whatever, but, I guess. I want to see the funds from... All of this money we're all spending on weed because, man, we smoke a lot of weed as a nation, definitely, as a state for sure. And we grow really good weed. And I hate that that's getting stifled, too, because when we had open medical or kind of open medical <laughs> state level, people were growing some chronic and it was cheap. And it was yeah, everywhere. It, it was, was so everywhere. good. But now, I mean, there were there's a lot of genetics that got lost. There was a lot of. I mean, probably not totally lost because people are smart about that shit. But, you know, the, people can't feel free to expand and do what they love to do in growing it because now they have to go back into closets and worry about power and this and that. And how much money did your power company make? Like, you guys were <laughs> right. stoked. Grow weed. Grow as much weed as you Here's some lights. Grow some fucking weed. They were racking up so much money. And now there's like a uh, recession time again. Better send out the disconnect notices. Yeah, like you by doing that. It I don't know. There, there's so much that could have 
benefited, and it, it seems like such a waste. That's what I'm mostly bummed about. Such a waste. Yeah, like with the Colorado funds going towards schools and whatnot. Like, yeah, buy some books. Like buy it to something useful. You know, everyone <laughs> gets an iPad. Like, fuck it. We have so much money because <laughs> everyone smokes weed, and they smoke it all day. <laughs> Oh my god! Like it seems like a no-brainer, right? Like you're on the same page here. Right? Yeah, this could totally fix a lot of shit. I mean, everyone knows that everyone smokes and that, and nobody gives a so shit except for Sherry fucking Brady and her little group. Like, move to Utah. <laughs> Get it? You and your group and all of those little churches. Go to Utah. Because Utah fucking sucks, anyways. <laughs> because of the Mormons. Yes, the Mormons made Utah suck. And the Christians should go there and tell them that they're all going to hell because they're not Christian and then kill them. <laughs> they should kill each other. Anyway, it's a topic for a different show. Uh, the initiative sponsor, medical marijuana patient Barb Trigo, you may know her, uh, that her group simply didn't have enough time to gather signatures. We're just, we got going too late, she said. We're, just, we're so busy. We're knitting sweaters. <laughs> we're smoking weed. I mean, it's... We don't want to go gather some people are assholes. Barb was quoted as saying, "No, <laughs> but like that, that's, you, that wouldn't surprise me." Yeah, we just got going too late because you know we didn't get going at all. <laughs> Way to go, guys! Yeah. Oh well. Um, encouraged by legalization victories in Colorado and Washington, Trigo isn't waiting until 2014 to get to work. Still, Montana law prohibits signature gathering more than a year out from any given election. So efforts to legislate blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. blah 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 so fantastic. In related news, Dick Tucker says, "I got high on marijuana in Illinois today." <laughs> I love the comments. It's fantastic. Here's an interesting one. It was a house of cards, greed, built by big pharma, paper, oil, tobacco, alcohol, and chemical companies like Dow and Monsanto. In order of these monopolies to have huge profits, marijuana has to be outlawed. So here we are, 75 years later, and the feds continue to play the same old song and dance. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Uh, So, whatever... I mean that will be cool. We'll it'll give us it'll give us podcast security until at least twenty fourteen. <laughs> there you go. Which hey, that's cool. Uh so oh, let's talk about this. We should since this did happen since last episode, we should pour out a little liquor, bong water, whatever. Uh the the youngest medical marijuana patient in Montana, Little Cash Hyde passed. Uh I forget it was like a few weeks ago, I think, but so uh, to not replace him because that's impossible, obviously. But there is a another young child, and it sucks that like I hate to bring this back to religion, but like for real, if God was so awesome, why do all these seven-year-olds have leukemia? <laughs> because seven-year-olds with leukemia, not so awesome. Just saying. <laughs> Come on, God. Uh, there's a seven-year-old in Oregon that is suffering from leukemia, and the parents... We kind of talked about this on the jam hole a little bit, but the parents are giving the child marijuana pills, cannabis pills, weed pills, and it's helping quite a bit, obviously. Uh, the story that we read on the jam hole, the father was not very happy about it, but the mother was like, was the one that was doing it. 
Uh, it combats the effects of chemotherapy. Yeah, her dad lives in North Dakota and worries about the effects of the drug on her brain development, which is one thing that we've seen that, like, weed doesn't hurt you, but if you smoke a bunch of it when you're a kid, because, and that's, if you do anything in excess when you're a kid, caffeine, cigarettes, I mean, right. any of that shit, your brain's still developing, so it's going to affect it. So it's, it didn't have to be weed. It could have been anything. It could have been too much diesel smoke from her dad's Dodge truck. Like, right. it could have been anything. Anything. And it's I think that a lot of age. that's the actual smoke aspect, but too. my argument was she's getting chemotherapy. Like, how is that affecting her brain? Is right. this really hindering it any more that's than that? what he's concerned if about. If this is even helping, and which it is, like, isn't that better than... Yeah. You're blasting her brain with radiation. What are the like, chances weed of is, chemotherapy? Isn't it 50-50, roughly, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and if anything, the weed's helping... And they're saying it. She she gets like 1.2 grams of cannabis oil a day. So that's the equivalent of they say smoking 10 joints, like throughout the day. Right, and they're doing the cannabis oil, so there's no smoke involved for this. Right, girl. so it's not the smoke. They're saying yeah. just that's the equivalent of sure so whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could understand if morning, her father and... was like, you know, I don't really want this little girl hitting the bong or anything like that. Well, that's understandable but she's taking for these sure. But cannabis oil pills. He's still concerned that the cannabis in the pills is affecting her developing brain, which sure. he should be just as concerned. And I'm sure he is. I mean, I'm, this is terrible, but like, don't be weird about it. You know? Yeah, she's it's helping. She has leukemia. I mean. Yeah, she can probably have anything she wants. Like sometimes I kind of wish I had leukemia. Just saying. Like, well, and there have been some limited studies, you know, on the children in Jamaica and things mm-hmm. like that, and the effects on the the babies with the mothers that are, you know, always. Um, I think. <laughs> how about this? Until mothers stop giving birth to crack babies. let's not worry about weed and shit like let's worry about crack babies okay (laughs) look over here crack babies like that's a terrible thing yeah this is like this is helping i mean there are doctors prescribing mothers to (laughs) use this it's yeah there's a lady there's a late crack babies right like (laughs) it's the title of the episode there's a lady who is paying the women who give birth to crack babies uh paying them to like basically get on birth control because I heard on a Radiolab episode. I really? To. Yeah. She she adopted these foster kids, right? So she they she wanted a kid, uh, wanted a, a boy. She couldn't have one. And this eight-month-old was like a crack baby. Crack baby, right? And so she adopts it. Two weeks later, she gets a phone call from the hospital. Do you want another baby? <laughs> do you want another crack <laughs> baby? Do that? Do you yeah, want you another bought a baby a while do you want ago. Do baby? you want another because one Because <laughs> that mother just gave birth to uh, another baby. And she's like, yeah, sure. Crack baby. Like, a year later, she gets a call. Uh, do you want another baby? Four or five times. I forget. Four or five times this happens. She has all of this mother's crack babies. And then there's four other ones. There's four <laughs> other ones that got adopted off, like, before this even happened. So, wow. four, and then these four... And then I think she had a couple. And like, so they're like, please. So this mother kept going <laughs> to the hospital God. to get them, and she kept seeing these babies that were just terrible, like having the worst time. Like you oh come God. out and you're in withdrawals as a baby. Like fucking kill me. Yeah. And so she was like, this is fucked up. Why are these doctors letting her just, she comes in like once a year. Just with secretly a remove baby. her uterus, please. <laughs> yeah, right. So she started a thing to like pay women. She, I will buy your crack if you stop having... Crack babies. Really? Yeah. 
I guess they know that that's one thing that'll work, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Buy my crack. I'll stop yeah. having crack babies. Shit. Wow. 300 bucks a pop. <laughs> crack babies, man. I'm telling you. There's no bueno. Crack babies. At all. So, uh, yeah. And this, I mean, the, the girl's name is Michaela. The mother says she would do anything for her child, of course. Anything to help her daughter sleep and eat more easily. A very small number of parents in other states have spoken publicly about giving their children medical marijuana for unrelenting seizures and have promptly had CPS on their fucking ass, probably. Some of them. Hopefully not all. Uh, When conventional treatments fail, parents can be desperate for something to work. That sentiment is powerful and usually works in the child's favor. Except when you're like... You can go to, like, a homeopathy place and, like, your kid's going to die. But, like, giving the child some weed on top of the chemo, which is a medical model, like, you're good. Don't, don't like, go and faith heal your, your <laughs> leukemia baby or your crack baby. Can't, can't faith heal. Your baby will die. So, just say. Okay. Uh, what? Do you remember Dare? <laughs> Let's talk about this. Do you? Because I remember Dare. Oh, I remember. I mean... Did you have Dare in school? No. Okay, so they killed that by the time... When did you graduate high school? Did you graduate? Did you graduate high school? I graduated What year did you graduate? (laughs) In when? In 07. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So, I graduated in 99. (laughs) I had Dare in sixth grade. Okay? Dare to keep kids off of drugs. Dare stood for drug abuse resistance education so they're going to educate us on how to be resistant to drug abuse and i really (laughs) i would really love to see the numbers of how many kids went through dare and then how many kids like went through rehab because i i was one of those dare kids that went through rehab so i thought that there's a bunch of us yeah dare basically showed you drugs and then, like, you could tell the, the D.A.R.E. officer just was not into, and maybe not all of them. Maybe some of them love that job. Maybe some of them are smoking that weed out, outside. I don't know. But our D.A.R.E. officer, if I remember correctly, was not that into it. He was kind of like that dick cop on Super Troopers, like one of the dick city cops. The dude with the <laughs> – he was a dick. Anyway, so uh, there's an MPP blog uh, by Brendan Hanbury about – uh, Dare should remove marijuana from its curriculum, and that's—I didn't even know Dare was still around. But apparently, in some places, it is. He says the infamous school drug education program, uh, should or may be removing marijuana from the curriculum. The officer Mike Meyer of Kennewick, Washington, explains that programs materials for December make no mention of the substance. But he doesn't know why. Hmm. Uh, you're in Washington, <laughs> dude. Like, did you vote to... Uh, I don't know why. Why is it gone? Because it's legal there now, state, and your state thing. So, uh, if true, this is a welcome step, although eliminating D.A.R.E. altogether would be preferable. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> All credible studies of the program, including a report from the Government Accountability Office have failed to find any decrease in drug use connected with participation in D.A.R.E. 
Derby, derby, derb. Fail. Uh, a fifth complete fail. How much money <laughs> did you spend on that little fail? Was it more or less than the amount you spent on the fail in the Middle East? And then is that more or less in comparison to this whole fail that we call the drug war? Because that's, that's a lot of money. Not doing so well. Not so <laughs> hot. Uh, officials with the organization have apparently been slow in admitting this. Obviously, dr- dr- drug security, job security is <laughs> what I'm talking about, obviously. Uh, however, in a libel suit brought by Dare against the Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone magazine, federal judge Virginia Phillips ruled that allegations printed in the magazine, including that Dare had actually tried to suppress Scientific research critical of the program were substantially true. Nice. Dare appealed the decision, but the Ninth Circuit Court said, no, Dare, you're being dicks. Although Dare officials admitted their failure in a one and proposed a new, less hysterical curriculum, <laughs> I wish I had some of my old Dare curriculum. Because that would be nice. That would be so odd if I would have known then that today I would be wishing that I had that then. Like, <laughs> God, that would be awesome. Time travel? Hmm? Uh, the new curriculum, as it is described on the website, does not seem to involve any increased commitment to facts, but rather now involves role-playing sessions and discussion groups. Yes! Oh, man. That sounds You be fun. the dirty, needle-ridden drug dealer that you're buying <laughs> pot from, and I'll be the kid. Let's perpetuate stereotypes. Ready? <laughs> you be the black... Okay. The summary of the new program revealingly makes insinuations that drug use is connected to terrorism. We didn't have that when I was in there. (laughs) Terrorism? Like, you're buying your drugs from Haji? Yeah, they just now started involving the terrorists. Really? They're like, let's give this drug money to some terrorists. That's... I I need to call my friend, right? You terrorists. (laughs) I know that. You just say the word terrorist a few more times. This episode gets (laughs) red flagged by the feds. Okay. Terrorism. Bomb. Airport. I think we should have. (laughs) Do you hear a helicopter? Way to go. (laughs) The summary of the new program, uh, of course, connected to terrorism. And in place of facts, rather than facts, we're going to do you one better. We're going to explain that officers will be using stunning brain imagery as, quote, tangible proof of how substances diminish mental activity, emotions, coordination, and movement. So they're basically going to show you, like, MRIs of retards and be like, this is going to be your brain on drugs. Yes. If you keep doing them or if you start doing them. Like the books in school. So don't start doing them. (laughs) Yes. Or stop doing them if you are currently doing them. Is anyone here currently doing them? (laughs) You in my office after school. Uh, Although they have possibly abandoned the anti-marijuana crusade in their school curriculum, Dare still disseminates dishonest information on their website. And ironically... Ironically, I almost yawned there. A ironically named fact sheet repeats claims that marijuana has a high potential for abuse. Dirt wrong. And although it is short on the details or prevalence of this abuse, it does claim that marijuana can weaken the immune system and cause insanity. Reefer madness. Wow. No. Modern day reefer madness. We have like four copies of that DVD, like just wrapped up the guys from Cannabis Agenda sent. So if you want one, send something to the P.O. box that I can send it to you in. That has your address on it. Nice. And that's set on the site. 
Uh, so, fact sheet. That's so awesome. Insanity, lung disease, uh, categorically lung denies disease. the medical benefits of marijuana, suggesting that it only causes inebriation. That's alcohol. Unless you pour it on a gunshot or a zombie bite or something. Uh, at the same time, it admits that THC, which the page describes as the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, has medical benefits. Weed, no medical benefits. THC, medical benefits. Makes sense. What? Right? Duh. Like, I, I don't even think I can think of a, like a, a metaphor for that. Like in something <laughs> else in life that has. That's like if let's say if if I make LSD, like the lysergic acid has medical benefit, but like the LSD doesn't, even though it's mo- like uh, that that probably doesn't work. But that this it just this doesn't make sense. It's it reminds me of how hemp products are totally legal, but hemp you know the plant itself right. absolutely not. But then again, we're not smoking our hemp products. No, hopefully not. Hopefully we not. Have weed to smoke, like real <laughs> weed. Uh, so the page even quotes the Institute of Medicine study marijuana and medicine assessing the science. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, claims that it poses a major proven risk of addiction or lung cancer or that it causes brain damage, a motivational syndrome. You're shaking my whole house. <laughs> Stop it, please. Thanks. There's a dog here, and it, it has a bone. I'm sure you'll all hear that in the podcast, but it, it just is, like, right <laughs> under me, just ch- and it's shaking, literally, the whole house. Do we need Thank to you. remove the bone? <laughs> uh, okay, last story uh, before we wrap this thing up. In Oregon, of course, where it's legal, uh, there was a guy who was trying to make hashish, and he kind of blew himself up, which... <laughs> Goes to show that just because it's legal doesn't mean it's not going to kill you. I mean, it didn't kill him, obviously. But, like, if you're going to do this stuff, you should really, really know what you're working with. Like, you can't just watch a few episodes of Breaking Bad and make meth. If you're going to make hash oil... And you're not aware or you want to smoke while you're making it, don't use butane. Because I don't know <laughs> if you know this or not, Nicholas Brahms, 22, but butane is actually what's in your lighter that makes it light. It doesn't make it light. That's the mm. flint. But the, the gas that <laughs> keeps it lit, that's that's butane. And... It's, it's flammable. Fla- it's flammable. So I just want to. I mean, just a PSA from us to you. Like, if you're if you're making butane hash extract, please get all of the butane out of it because I don't want to smoke it and it it's gross if it tastes like butane. And also, don't smoke when you're making. It. Right. Don't. I feel like that goes without saying. You'd think. There's always going mean, to be those people out there. There's an article on the jam hole about people that were using that uh, that uh, uh, sunblock spray that was like the aerosol, and they were like exploding because they were smoking while they were, and they didn't like, like aerosol. Have you ever lit? It's, it's flammable. Yeah. It's highly flammable. You should know that, and maybe if you 
<laughs> remove yourself from this world because you were unaware of that. Natural selection. <laughs> maybe that's not <laughs> such a, a bad thing. A little chlorine in the gene pool every now and then. <laughs> keep keep things nice and nice and killing, you know. I mean, not saying like a bunch of chlorine like what Hitler tried to do. That's <laughs> no good. No, no but. But, you know, a little bit here and there. Just uh, take the warning labels off everything. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, the explosion, this is kind of crazy. It... Uh, heavily damaged his apartment, tearing out the back wall, blowing the windows out, and sending household items across a 50-foot area. Uh, it is unclear if the incident will be treated. You know what? They're going to be like, you know what? This is illegal again because you're an idiot. Yeah. Done. Thanks to this one Thanks. guy. Who had no idea what Thanks, he was doing. Thanks, Nicholas. It's all your fault, Nick. <laughs> That's quite the explosion to occur Right, I mean, and you're a little like, what the hell just were imagine you doing? if we blew up this part of my apartment. Like that would be, that was a, yeah, you know, just open a window, dude. <laughs> Shit's flammable. Use our brain, please. You know, just a little. I mean, you you probably thought like, man, that was a lot of work. God, I can't wait to blaze. I like just didn't even think about it, right? And it just lit and just blew the fuck up. He's still in the hospital. Of course. Uh, He can legally possess marijuana, but the sheriff's office contends it's illegal to change its composition in a way that places people in danger. Yeah. Which... Thanks to this guy. Yeah, (laughs) this guy right here. Why are you changing... Like, just smoke weed, dude. Let the people that make the hash make the hash. You clearly are not one of those people. Like, come on. Uh, The explosion happened near Beaverton, an apartment complex... Uh, and people of three adjoining apartments were evacuated. No one else was hurt. And they brought in the a team to remove any potentially hazardous chemicals. Just in case. We didn't know meth lab. Ha- I, we didn't know. We, we were expecting uh, meth lab. Uh, and they did find butane in his apartment, of course. All over the fucking place. <laughs> Uh, the Oregon Medical Marijuana Act allows patients to convert marijuana to hashish or hash oil. The state acknowledged the legality earlier this year in response to a lawsuit filed by medical marijuana user Anthony Beasley, who claims the Kaiser police uh, illegally searched his home back in 07. The suit is now before the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, where it will probably get smacked down. Uh, the attorney said this is the first time he has heard of a blast caused by someone legally making hash oil. Duh. Uh, without knowing more specifics, he likened it to an unfortunate accident rather than a crime. If he's doing something legally, and it's not a dangerous act in general, thousands of people do it, nobody gets hurt, what's the crime? <laughs> is being a dummy dumb a crime, your honor? Because if it is, lock us all up. I mean, really? I think Blowing up your shit is probably punishment enough. I mean... Hopefully he learned his lesson. I imagine right when he lit that lighter, he was like, oh yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he said something clever like they always do in the movies? (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know, I'll see you in hell. (laughs) Like in Spawn or something. Spawny, 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 spawny. We can hope. That'd be awesome. (laughs) I totally would have. All right. I think that's it. Is that it? Is there anything else we really wanted to talk about? Did we cover everything for our first episode back in a month? Did we cover the last month worth of marijuana happenings? There's a lot happening. There was a lot happening. Is that an hour? That's an hour. All right. Well, fuck it then. Maybe <laughs> we'll do this. Back. Fuck it. Maybe we'll do this. Welcome back. Fuck it. Maybe we'll do this again next week. Don't get butt raped by your fucking feds. <laughs> in the meantime, try not to get, you know, 
And don't blow yourself up. Yes. Two things you take away from this episode. Don't get butt raped by the feds. And don't blow yourself up. Crack babies. And crack babies. <laughs> don't forget the crack babies. Stop having crack babies. Yeah. So Please. don't blow yourself up. Stop having crack babies. And fuck the police. <laughs> I mean, fuck the feds. Not the police. Police are good. It's the feds. Fuck them. It's really not even them. It's the people making the laws. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. And that's not us, the vote. Well, because <laughs> most of the people didn't vote. Did you vote? I voted. Fucking A, did you vote correctly? I voted correctly, yes. <laughs> I'm I. sure of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Unlike and so if you things. didn't, you're a fuck. And I'm <laughs> Thanks just saying, a lot, And if you did, idiots. but you did it wrong, you're a fuck. <laughs> Can I say that on this shit? You're a fuck if you did that, because <laughs> fuck. All right. Hotboxpodcast.com. We'll uh, try and get this show back. Is that, are you cool? I'm cool. Can you yeah. do this again? And Let's do this again. Okay. So we'll try and do this again for episode 132 sometime in the next month. <laughs> it, until then, I mean, there's like 130 freaking episodes of this. You can listen to that. There's like 500 something episodes of that other stupid show. And then there's tech shows that we're doing throughout the week. And look, uh, the Blame EP is out. If you guys want some of that, it's at thejamhole.com slash music. It's free. Check it. And Escape Goats will be out soon. Check this out. As soon as I'm done with this son of a bitch, it'll be out. So watch for that shit for free. Fuck yeah, because that's how we roll. It's all on thejamhole.com slash music. So check it out. And thanks for listening. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com. You can leave us a message, 462044687, twitter.com slash hotboxpodcast. Follow us on the Facebooks and the Google Pluses and all that other bullshit. Kelsey, it's been a pleasure. Indeed. It's been a slice. Everybody else, thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this free fucking show. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. If you like you like this, this is where, is where you, you need, need to, to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.